Today we have our first podcast uh, with Sheldon Helfgott, a longtime friend of mine who has been writing excellent resumes for, gosh, how many years, Sheldon? Uh, 25 years, Chad. 25 years plus. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to talk about the what and the whys behind Sheldon's resumes and how they help people get jobs faster and give you more confidence while you're searching for your next opportunity. So Sheldon, if you will, and again, thank you for coming on and being uh, my first guest doing a podcast. Uh, why don't you share with us uh, who you are uh, in the way of how did you become a resume expert uh, Kind of, I think you've written over how many resumes? 10,000? 10, 10, Unbelievable. 10, Share with us how you got there. Well, Chad, uh, 25 years ago, uh, I left an industry that I spent almost uh, 20 years in. It was the apparel industry. Uh, I was My last position, I was president of a major retail chain. And part of my job was to hire literally hundreds and hundreds of people uh, for our chain throughout the country. Uh, and it involved typically my... Uh, flying in an airplane every Monday through Friday. Uh, I'd have a stack of resumes with me. And I always thought in terms of, uh, well, how do I read resumes? What would distinguish somebody that I would want to interview from somebody who was literally thrown away into the, uh, into the trash bin? Uh, and the reality is it comes back from my early days of after graduating college. I was an advertising copywriter for Leo Burnett. And there's three types of commercials uh, when you write advertising copy. There's a 10-second spot, there's a 30-second commercial, and there's a 60-second commercial. Interesting enough, each one of them tells a complete story. When I decided to lead the industry of apparel, uh, I founded my company based upon my own needs. Uh, I went to a resume company uh, one of my friends had suggested, and I liked it so much because it took away my thought process. It allowed somebody who was totally objective to look at my history and create my story. So I really like that you uh, went out there after you were done and you wanted to finish up your career and find something new, that you actually went out to find someone to write and help you with your resume. Absolutely. Uh, the problem with writing your own resume, you can never see yourself clearly. If I asked you what you do on a day-to-day -day level, the reality is it's easy to say it all in one sentence because you do it, you're used to it, uh, you haven't built out your, your career platform because that's what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It takes somebody who's objective to look into your background and experience and ask the right questions. And this is what you learned when somebody was actually helping you. And that was how many years ago when you had someone actually doing that for you? Uh, it was really 26 years ago. Unbelievable. So when did you decide that you could do your own resumes and that you're able to help people different than other resume writers or other resume strategists? Interesting enough, most resume writers think of themselves as writers, and that's the wrong process. I come from a perspective of, no, I was president of a major company. I ran many companies, human resources, people, processes, and systems. And what I found was that from that perspective, it's what am I looking for when I'm hiring you versus what you've written. Wow. So when you decided that you could help other people and that you have all this history with with marketing, copywriting, and, and how to be seen, uh, when did you decide uh, or who is your target market or the client that you would best work with? Well, of course, when I first started out in industry, 
uh, I was happy to take somebody who was a recent college graduate, mid-level uh, uh, person in their career path, as well as somebody who was nearing uh, towards the end of their career path. The reality is, in the last 10 years, our focus has been with executives in transition, although I still love it when my clients call me and say, can you help my son? He needs an internship or he needs or she needs to uh, uh, move into their career path. They just graduated college. Well, as you're in my office and we've been working together for over a year in my office, I'm really fascinated by the time you take to help actually the younger students as well as how passionate and how actually passionate your clients are about uh, working with you. Can you share with us uh, how to find you on the web or how to reach you if we have a resume or we want to get a second opinion on our resume? Absolutely. Uh, the first place is uh, our website, resumestrategy.com, is a very robust website. Uh, it not only has information about myself, but the types of clients that we work with. It has a wonderful links page that links into various career sites. Uh, and that's the number one way to uh, get a hold of me through that website. My direct email is shellwright at gmail.com. So I love that. And as I look at some of the things that we're going back and forth with earlier today, what distinguishes a modern resume from one that's outdated or where someone's just in this job search for the first time in 10 years? What can you share with us about what to look for in modern day versus the past? Well, this is what distinguishes uh, a lot of times I'll say, oh, that looks like a college resume or that looks like something that's very outdated. Outdated to me is somebody uh, who puts their college education right at the very top of the resume, and then they chronically list the various jobs that they've been at. The reality is that is what I call a funneled-style resume. It starts very wide at the top and narrows to the bottom and says the end. A modern resume has to have various components to make it successful. Number one is if I'm the hiring executive, you need to tell me what it is that you're looking for. If you can't distinguish what type of job that you're seeking or your mission, you're in the garbage. Because if you don't know what you want to do, how am I expected to know? So going along with that line, uh, people read differently uh, over the years, and it's been a big change. Can you share with us what your thoughts are about that? Well, it's like what I stated originally. From the advertising industry, I think a resume has to have three different components. The 10-second commercial, the 30-second commercial, and the 60-second spot. The 10-second commercial basically is the upper third of your resume. Tell me what it is you want to do, and then support it with a richness of summary of qualifications of why you're qualified in doing it. That way, I know immediately either you're a qualified candidate or not. Then, when you move to your employment history, that supports your qualifications. The employment history has to be chronologically structured in such a way that it's your most recent position. And interesting enough, Chad, people don't hire you for your duties and responsibilities. They hire you for your significant accomplishments. So that being said, you have favorite techniques for writing resumes. And if people hire you for what you just shared, what is it about a tight, lean, or a clean resume um, that you like to discuss with us and kind of separate uh, in our minds what they mean? Well, there's two ways to approach that. Number one is that some people uh, require 
at least a two-page resume. Why? Because they've been in the job force 15 to 20 years. Uh, they've had three to four jobs, maybe five jobs, and you can't tell that story in one page. Uh, uh, it, it, it's an impossibility, in fact. The reality is a clean resume distinguishes these characteristics. Tell me what you want to do, tell me why you're qualified in doing it, and tell me where you've done it at. A lot of people write resumes where it's about the I, I, I. What do you do to be able to make it about the team or the we, or even being able to share with them the fact that you have to show the company you want to work with that you're the right fit for them? Can you do that in a resume? Absolutely. First of all, you never use the term I in any resume. It's always in third party. It's somebody else talking about you, not you talking about yourself. So that being said, the resumes have a lot of design and a lot of thought that go behind them. And also you now have the automated scanning systems that people are sending their resumes to black holes. So not only are you writing new, current, modern resumes that's in third party so people read it, but what are you doing to be able to help so that when it goes into a black hole, maybe their resume gets pulled out as one of the fortunate ones? Well, let's focus for a moment on the summary of qualifications or areas of expertise. Within that environment, you have to write keywords. Keywords distinguish you of where your skill sets lie. There's never a job spec sent out by any company that when you go to the bottom of it, it says specifically, these are the required skill sets. You have to make the match. And those keywords need to be built into the summary of qualifications for you to make the scan. So one of the things that I want to talk about here is there's a lot of people, I think everyone has a resume. I did one when I was 15, 20, 25, and I think it looks nice because I like the way the font looks on the page. What is it that, you know, everyone has a resume, but how do you, how do they know whether the resume is good or bad based upon all the information they could find on the web or what other people or coaches are telling or sharing with people? The interesting part is, is that the job order or what I call a job spec never lies. It tells you exactly what the company is looking for. Your job and my job as that resume writer is to make a match. That is the number one criteria. You've got to make it through the scan or the aggregator. To make the match is almost word for word of what they state in their job spec. You have to have these desired and exact skill sets. What do you think, given that, is the hardest part about writing a resume for you, or they're all easy and they all take five minutes to be able to whip out? As you know, and you've seen me operate, uh, some resumes take 20 hours, some take an hour. Uh, the reality is I haven't done our resumes in a long, long period of time. Uh, everybody requires the same thing and thought process. It's a story. Telling the best story wins every single time. You talk about the best story and winning, but a lot of people um, don't even know what their story is. So when you're done with the resume and you hand it to someone, and I've heard people say, my gosh, this looks so great, I would even hire myself. Yes. Uh, what, what kind of time do you spend with people after the resume is done and before they end up getting their job? It's really not afterwards. It's really beforehand. Uh, I'll spend an hour, two hours, whatever it's going to take. I'm that hiring director on that particular day, and I'm going to ask them the questions I would need to know if I was going to hire them or certainly bring them in for an interview. 
So I love the fact that you're the resume guy. I've even said, why don't you just show people samples? And you say there's an artistry behind the resumes that you write and the time and the love that you put into it, which comes to the kind of next question. You talk about marrying your resume to your LinkedIn profile. Can you share with us a few tips on that? And then I kind of want to continue on with the LinkedIn kind of model that's out there and what recruiters are doing on LinkedIn. Every recruiter, and I'm one myself, uh, searches LinkedIn in today's times. LinkedIn is business to business or people to people. It's not like Facebook where you have a social media presence. You have a presence from the standpoint of looking for your next opportunity through networking with other people that are in the industry. So a LinkedIn profile every day is searched by every single recruiter when they're on a job uh, hunt. And in a job hunt, it requires deep, deep background in searching of candidates. Candidates that are totally qualified, candidates that can distinguish themselves through their communication skills by writing an expert LinkedIn profile, which I do. Marrying your resume to your LinkedIn profile is the number one thing that I believe in because there's not a recruiter out there that'll see your resume without you being processed or put onto LinkedIn. And other people think, well, you just tell a story on LinkedIn. I think, no, it's much deeper than that because I'm already searching for the right candidate. I want to see that resume matched and married in the LinkedIn profile. And so with that, right, it's also about having some testimonials on LinkedIn. It's about having a good a portrait picture on LinkedIn. And um, the other question I would have is, if you've left a job, do you put in transition or maybe what's some heading words to use so that people could find you on LinkedIn and know that you're still worthy of a new position? Great question. Uh, number one is, uh, if you'll notice on every LinkedIn profile, first of all, your name is at the very top of the uh, LinkedIn heading. The heading underneath that, a lot of people don't realize that they don't want just their company underneath that. They want their key skill set to be that part and scream in your headline. Uh, technology strategist. Uh, sales and marketing strategist, whatever it might be of whatever you want to lead the reader to see, that's what you want after your name. You don't want the company that you recently came from or are still with there. That'll come later in the LinkedIn profile. Second thing is make sure that you enter the proper industry that you're searching for and you have come from. The third thing is then, and a lot of people leave this off, they don't build up a summary of qualifications like that's on their resume. The summary of qualifications immediately distinguishes you of why you're qualified. Within that, at the very top heading in the summary of qualifications, you might state uh, seeking new opportunities uh, or in transition, but the key factor is, is that you want the reader to always understand clearly where we're going. I think uh, that's pretty great. Do you have any final comments that you'd like to throw out to people and include in there, please, how to find you or call you uh, today? Uh, to call me is very simple, 847-253-5333. All numbers lead to me. I'm always on call remote forwarding when I'm out of the office. I will take your call at any time, any day, seven days a week. Shall write at AOL.com, shall write at gmail.com, 
and ResumeStrategy.com. So I encourage you all to be able to visit uh, Sheldon's uh, websites and column. Uh, working together, we've been able to help people get countless amounts of jobs, move people forward quickly and more efficiently. Uh, myself, I'm Chad Coe, if you don't know me. My company that I work with Sheldon is uh, Mastermind Connections. You could find me at mastermindconnections.com. There's a great resources there. There's um, going to be podcasts there, and there's going to be many other things and tools to be able to help you find your next opportunity. So once again, thank you for coming in and being the first podcast today, and uh, we look forward to many more going forward. Thanks thank so you, much, Sheldon. Chad. It's been a great afternoon. Beautiful. Thank you.